couple weeks ago, I preached on one of the signs of the end times, which was the great falling away. And there's a, the Bible gives us a lot of different um, signs of the end times, right? So that was just one of them, the great falling away. And I think we're in that time right now. Um, but we're gonna, I'm going to look at some of the other signs of the, of the end times as well that uh, the Bible tells us about. So I'm going to go to Matthew 24 to start with. So Matthew 24. It's one of the, there's three main chapters in uh, the Gospels that uh, are parallel passages. And Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21 are those three. But I'm going to start with Matthew 24. And um, in my Bible, there's a little subtitle that says Signs of the End, right? So that's the chapter we want for Signs of the End Times. So Matthew 24. Um, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Okay. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such, such as not was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. 
For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to, to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also shall be the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye, need, you, ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. I'm going to stop there. Um, so that's Matthew 24, and it's telling you some sign, signs of the end. So if I'm going to go back to uh, verse uh, 5, where it says, Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. The first thing he warns them of is um, being deceived by false prophets claiming that they're Jesus Christ, right? And we're seeing some of those today. I've seen some cult leaders that, that are telling people that they're, the, they're Jesus. And it says in here, you know, don't believe them because there's false, there's false prophets and false Christ. And then it says, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against and wars and, and rumors of wars in verse six. See that ye be not troubled, for these all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. So we are seeing a lot of wars and rumors of wars. Um, in recent times, they're talking about Russia. There's something going on with Russia and with China right now. And there's, there is rumors of war with North Korea, so we don't exactly know what's going on there, but there's some some rumors of wars going on there that I've heard. But it says, don't be troubled, because this must happen, but the end is not yet. So there's going to be war, and there's going to be famine, pestilence, earthquakes, and we're seeing more earthquakes now than ever before, and um, that's it says these are the beginning of sorrows, right? So... Um, so those are some of the signs there. Um, if we go over to Mark 13, we can see the parallel passage, which is a, a similar passage. So first he tells them about the, the temple being thrown down. That happened in, AD, in 70 AD when the Roman Empire came in and destroyed the temple and took over Jerusalem, right? And so then, but then after that he tells them in verse 5 of Matthew 13, 
take heed lest any man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. Again, nation against nation, the same warning about uh, the beginning of sorrows, pretty much the same. Um, and um, let's see, well, there's there's some differences here. Like there's a there's a passage here in verse 11. Um, well, verse 9, it says that they shall, shall deliver you up to councils, and in the synagogues ye shall be beaten, and ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake for a testimony against them, so that Christians are going to be persecuted. But in verse 11 it says, But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak, neither do ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye. For it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. So it's saying, don't worry what you're going to say when you're when you're brought in, and they're going to be arresting Christians for preaching the gospel at that point in time. And, and it says, brother shall betray the brother to death, and the father the son, and children shall rise up against their parents and shall cause them to be put to death. Um, so I think that's talking about like your family members may turn against you and turn you over to the police because it's illegal. It'll be illegal to preach the gospel in that time. Uh, and so, uh, and then there's this, another similar warning about the abomination of desolation in verse 14. So, I'm going to look at that a bit. And um, again, we have um, verse 24. In those days after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars of heaven shall fall and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And it's, yeah, verse 24 is important. It says, after that tribulation, right? The sun shall be darkened. So that's, a, that's an event that happens after the tribulation, after um, all these other things. Um, okay, so let me go to Luke 21, and we'll see that parallel passage. There's a few differences in Luke 21. So the reason some of these parallel passages are here, we get more details on the full story of what he was telling them. His disciples. It was just the disciples privately that came to him. And let's see, Luke 21, starting in... Okay. So verse... Starts in verse 6. Again, about the temple being thrown down, and then wars and rumors of wars, false Christs and false prophets in verses 8 and 9. And verses... 10, his nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom again. Verse 11 is a little bit different. Great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. That, that's a little bit different. So there's going to be great signs from heaven. And then there's a verse about them persecuting you, delivering up to synagogues and to prisons, being brought before kings for my name's sake. And again, it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it therefore in your hearts not to meditate before what ye shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. And ye shall be betrayed both by parents. So in verse 15, we don't have to worry what we're going to say. God will tell it. God, the Holy Ghost is going to tell us what to say. He's going to give us the words 
and we're not they're not going to be able to resist it it says so we're going to probably be preaching them the gospel even in prison to try and get, get people saved even in prison most likely and uh, thing about betrayal there and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake but there shall not a hair of your head perish in your patience possess ye your souls it's telling us to be patient and I guess if we're, you know, if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, we might be get protected by God, um, even though we're going to be taken into prisons and persecuted. Uh, okay. And then verse 20: When you shall see Jerusalem com- compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. So that's again the abomination of desolation. It's talking about this abomination of desolation from Daniel. Um, but now it's saying that Jerusalem is going to be surrounded by armies at that time. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. And then at verse 25, I'm going to skip down to verse 25. Uh, Verse 24 here. They shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles till the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So there's going to be another army taking over Jerusalem and taking all the people living in Jerusalem uh, away captive into all nations, he says. Now this is similar to what happened in AD 70 as well. So this is one of those passages that almost sounds like a dual, it's like a dual fulfillment. Some of these prophecies have two fulfillments, one that was for back then and one for the end times. And when they took over Jerusalem, a lot of, like the all of the Jews that were in Jerusalem in AD 70, they were dis- dispersed through into all, all nations, right? including like all of the saved Christians that were there too. And part of the reason why that happened is because the gospel, they all were preaching the gospel there, but God wanted it to be dispersed throughout all the nations, right? So he had, he had this, the Jews be scattered, right? So that even the Christians among them would be scattered too and forced to go preach the gospel out to the world because not all of them went, right? Some of the disciples stayed in Jerusalem and didn't go out. So this sort of forced forced their hand to do that, I think. And in verse 25, it says, There shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing in them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now where it says the powers of heaven shall be shaken, it's similar to back in Mark 13 where it's, it's talking about the sun being darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars falling from heaven. It's talking about that same event, the powers of heaven shall be shaken, because Mark 13 also says the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And in 31, again, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. And um, so these signs are to tell us that it's near, that Jesus is going to return when we start to see these signs. 
when we begin to, these things begin to come to pass, then we know it's the time is near, right? So, and from verse 25, we're seeing some of that today. We've got the sea and the waves roaring, right? We're getting the worst, worst um, hurricanes this year than any other year. We're getting these storms of the century coming through, all these rain, wind storms, rainstorms, hurricanes, you know, you name it. It's getting worse every year, right? And so that's one of the signs, right? It's just getting worse every year. That, that's one of the signs, I believe. And uh, let's see. I had uh, also some, there's some, there's another chapter, Revelation 6, is like a parallel, another parallel passage to this as well. Revelation 6. This is the time timeline of the tribulation, right? In Revelation 6. And it's similar to, like the order of events is very similar uh, to Matthew 24. So if, like, if you were to look at Matthew 24 at the same time, you'd see there's some similarities there. So, let me see here. I'm just going to look at one verse in Matthew 24, verse 5, okay. So many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So now I'm going to flip over to Revelation 6. You guys can just stay in Revelation 6. Revelation 6, verse 2. And I saw, behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer that's the uh, that's most people uh, interpret that as being that's the Antichrist when the Antichrist comes and uh, it's parallel to where Jesus said beware many shall come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many now the Antichrist is going to come and say that he's God right he's going to he's going to say he's God right so that's sort of parallel there. Six and seven. Six and seven. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. Nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. So now to Revelation six four, on the second seal when they opened the second seal, there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. So that's war. There's war going on there just like in Matthew 24. And the, th the third seal, um, I beheld in, in verse 5, I, Lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts, beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and wine. So that's a famine going on there. It's... it's um. Not only a famine there, but it's massive inflation going on there. So a penny back then was a day's wages, right? So it's talking about a cup of like flour, maybe a cup of flour, 
costing a day's wages, right? So maybe, depending on what your wages are, it could be up to $100 for just for a cup of flour, right? So that's a massive amount of inflation going on, which to me means a financial collapse of some sort has to happen. So there's going to be a, a collapse of the financial system at some point. Um, so and then 9 and 10 in Matthew is about being delivered up to be afflicted and shall kill you, shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. All right, so we go back to Revelation 6, 12, not 12, uh, verse 9. The fifth seal I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. So, and they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? So that's about the people getting persecuted in Matthew 24. Again, it's the same sequence of events here in Revelation 6. These, got, these are the ones that were, they were beheaded, right? So they were killed for their testimony. Um, okay, so, and then... Back to Revelation 24, 29, which where it says, after the tribulation of these days. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. So now that that's parallel to Revelation 6, verse starting in verse 12. The sixth seal. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became as black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? So this is after the tribulation, this event. Where the, this marks the end of the tribulation and the start, the start of the wrath of God. So according to Matthew 24, after the tribulation, the sun and moon are darkened, and also he sends his angels with the great sound of a trumpet to gather together his elect from the four winds. So that's the rapture happening after the tribulation. So we have to go. So that means the sixth seal is after the tribulation. That means the first five seals are, are the tribulation period itself, right? And uh, so that's what happens in the tribulation. The Antichrist comes. Wars happen. There's going to be a, fin a financial collapse uh, of some sort. Um, massive inflation. And a lot of people dying as uh, it says the fourth part of the earth will be will die. So a lot of people are going to die because they're going to, they aren't going to be able to afford food and such. And they're not going to be prepared. And, um, and then the massive persecution going on by the Antichrist. In Revelation 13, it tells you more about what the Antichrist is going to do. Um, I'm not going to go there just yet, though. Uh, 
So there's some other signs that I came across as well. Not to these are the main chapters, but there's some other a few other signs here. So I'm gonna go now to First Timothy chapter four. First Timothy four. It's similar to where at the beginning of Matthew 24, where Jesus said, Beware of false, uh, false Christs and false prophets. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, for, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath received created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. So there's going to be people departing from the faith. Now this was also Paul's warning in 2 Thessalonians, right? Before the, at the same around the same time when the Antichrist is going to be revealed, we have a falling away from the faith. Some shall depart from the faith. So that is one of the signs of the end there. And uh, there's a couple more here in Timothy, 2 Timothy, chapter 3. 2 Timothy, chapter 3. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do also these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. And um, it, I'm skipping down to verse 12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So this is another big um, warning about false prophets again. And not only false prophets, but those first couple of those, that verse 2 and 3, we're seeing a lot of those behaviors today among, among just like the average everyday, like the average person out there. There's a lot of people being you know, boasters, proud, like pri the pride movement, they're, they're all about being proud, right? Blasphemers, people like atheists out there, people are blaspheming God, they don't believe in God, they, or even people that believe a false gospel and are um, telling, you know, persecuting people who believe the true gospel. Disobedient to parents, kids are disobedient to their parents a lot now. They, and it's like it's getting worse. It seems like it's getting worse. They're unthankful, unholy. It's pretty much a profile of how people are today. A lot in a lot of a lot of ways here. So we're seeing a lot of these signs today. Uh, just over one page. First, uh, Second Timothy four, verse three. 
For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. So we're seeing a lot of that today too. We're seeing a lot of false churches preaching a false gospel and getting thousands of people in their church, like 50,000 people going to Joel Osteen's church or these, all these other prosperity gospel churches. Benny Hinn can fill a stadium, right? And it's people that have itching ears. They don't want, they don't want the truth. They just want someone to tell them that, you know, they're going to, you know, if you give the, if you give money or whatever, you'll be blessed or whatever. They just want to hear a good, a, a nice message that everything's going to be okay and don't worry, you know. But they don't get, they don't get the, the, the gospel's not preached in those churches. So they, they're turning away their ears from the truth, right? So we're seeing a lot of that today. Like no more, it's more than ever before, right? It's getting worse. So that's another false prophet uh, warning. Uh, and there's one more here in Second Peter, chapter three. A few pages. Second Peter, chapter three, verse three. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts, and saying, "Where is the promise of His coming?" For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. So there's a lot of scoffers too, it says, in the last days. And there is a lot of scoffers now. People are either people that are even believers that are saying, He's not coming back soon. You don't know you don't know he's coming back soon. We don't know, you know. They're scoffing. They don't believe he's coming back, some people. There's a lot of people called uh, the pre- the people that believe in preterism which says that everything that's in the Bible already happened back in A.D. 70, in 70 A.D., right? They put all the prophecies back in 70 A.D. and say, well, you know, Jesus isn't coming back. He already came back, back then. That's what they say. It never doesn't make any sense to me what they believe, but they're some of the scoffers, right? They're saying, you know, everything is continuing as it has from the beginning. You know, nothing's going to happen. So there's a lot of scoffers. We're seeing that come true, too. Okay. So now I'm going to go to, let's go to the Old Testament now. There's, some, there's a couple in the Old Testament here. In Hosea, chapter 4. One of the minor prophets. It's right after Daniel. Hosea, chapter 4. Book of Hosea, verse 3. Hosea chapter 4, verse 3. Therefore shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven. Yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. So that's there's a, it's, there's actually a lot of mass death events going on among the animals, the fish, and, the, and birds since 2011 is when people started noticing this thing. So they've been tracking this since 2011. And this year alone, there's 333 known mass death events for an, for animals in 63 countries, right? And they're tracking it up until, there's this website called endtimesprophecy.org, right? It's a Seventh-day Adventist site, but they, they're keeping track of the signs in the end too. So even though they don't believe the right gospel, 
they're, they know they know the end times are coming so so for instance just the last couple weeks right 17th of October 2018 33,000 cattle killed by flooding in Niger so that's you know that's a natural disaster 17th of October same day mass fish die-off puzzles experts in a lake in Gukama Nature Reserve South Africa so a lot of these die-offs they don't know why it's happening 15th of October dozens of dead water birds found dead in a lake in Puerto del Rosario Spain the same day 32,000 pounds of dead fish wash up in Naples Bay Florida same day hundreds of dead birds found after cyclone well the cyclone probably killed them same day again thousands of dead fish wash up on the shores of Bengkulu Indonesia and the 14th of October mass death of fish a mystery in a river in Barb Barbwilva Norway and then the 13th we got four whales wash up dead across the Sheelan Islands in Scotland 12th of October large fish die off of uh, a large die off of fish in the waters of Luzhou City China 11th of October die off of rabbits due to a mystery in illness in East Anglia England and it just goes on and on right you go to that site and you can scroll for pages looking at just this year alone right 333 and i looked in some of the prior years and it's even like 333 is nothing like some of those years if there was 800 mass die-off events 500 600 hundreds every year of these events so you know we're having all these mysterious and it's all mysterious right they don't they don't know what's causing it but hosea says that uh, the beasts of the field, the fowls of heaven, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. So God, I believe God is doing it, right? It's punishment because because man is destroying the planet and it's all climate change related stuff, right? So it's the consequences of these, of what man is doing to the planet, I think. And uh, so that's one, that's also... But yeah, the mass, mass animal die-off is a big sign of the end right there. It's also in Zephaniah. Zephaniah 1 also says something about a mass die-off too. Um, Zephaniah. Just quickly go there. Zephaniah 1, verse 2. This is short, 2 and 3. I will utterly consume all things from off the land, saith the Lord. I will consume man and beast. I will consume the fowls of the heaven and the fishes of the sea and the stumbling blocks with the wicked, and I will cut off man from off the land, saith the Lord. So it's talking about some fowls and fishes dying there, too, and beasts, too. So that's coming true. And um, in Matthew 24, it mentioned, in one of those parallel passages, it mentioned that there were going to be signs and wonders. There's going to be false prophets and there's going to be signs and wonders such that the very elect might be deceived, right? And there's this one I found recent from September 2018. There's a false revival warning. It says a revival broke out near historic Cane Ridge on Pentecost Sunday and has no signs of stopping. There has been prevailing intercession and profound prophetic utterance released in a myriad of settings 
as the current generation becomes increasingly desperate for revival. During the evening service at Mount Carmel, as worship filled the old sanctuary, we heard a remarkable sound that seemed to reverberate throughout the entire sanctuary. I glanced up to look at Jennifer, and it was obvious that she and the minister sitting next to her had also heard the sound. It sounded as if every person in the sanctuary started simultaneously stomping their feet on the old wooden floors. I felt quickened in my spirit that it was the sound of the Lord coming upon the land. People were crying and laughing hysterically at the same time. You could see people lying on the floor or gathering in their pews to pray with one another. So we're having these sign and wonders type churches, right? And this is not the only one. That, this is happening all the time now in these charismatic churches where they're like laughing, crying hysterically, lying on the floor. Even people that have lied, they fall to the floor and they can't get up. They're like paralyzed or something. There's something holding them down. Uh, this is happening a lot. Uh, so I think there's these signs and wonders and they're deceiving a lot of people because there's a lot of people going to those churches and they're, de they're deceived by it. So Pentecostal or charismatic churches, um, it's that whole signs and wonders movement. That's That was a recent one. Okay. And um, there was also where it says in Luke 21, the sea and the waves were roaring. There's another similar, like a climate change warning that the United Nations just put out in Octo October 8th. Terrifying climate change warning. 12 years until we're doomed. New York Post, October 8th, 2018. Earth is on track to face devastating consequences of climate change. Extreme drought, food shortages, and deadly flooding. Unless there's an unprecedented effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by... 2030, a new United Nations report warns. So the United Nations says we got 12 years left. So that tells me we're getting, we must be getting close to the end, right? If tw in 12 years, there's going to be catastrophes going on. This ties directly into these end time signs where there's going to be like the sea and the waves roaring and stuff like that. And we're talking about drought, food shortages, those the famine going on that is said in Revelation 6. And climate, and there was a follow-up to that on November 1st. Climate change, oceans soaking up more heat than estimated. November 1st, 2018. So, the UN report was saying that if we don't do anything, then we got 12 years left. So they're trying to say that you know, scientists have to get out there and do something, right? But now there's a report on November 1st that says. The world has seriously underestimated the amount of heat soaked up by our oceans over the past 25 years, researchers say. Their study suggests the seas have absorbed 60% more than previously thought. They say it means the Earth is more sensitive to fossil fuel emissions than estimated. This could make it much more difficult to keep global warming within safe levels this century. So... Even if they try, it's saying that it's not going to happen because it's, it's having more of an effect than they thought prior, right? It's ho soaking up more of the heat. So the, the more of the heat it's soaking in causes these bigger hurricanes to come about. It's the heat and the, and the water is causing. So the more heat there is in there, the worse the weather is going to get, right? So I don't know how, what they're going to do. The United Nations says we've got 12 years left to figure it out.
another big sign here. Now I'm going to go back to Revelation 13. Revelation 13. stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horn ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. This is in a description of the Antichrist. And the dragon is Satan. The Satan gives him his power, right? And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. So the Antichrist is going to get a wound to the head, probably a fatal wound to the head, and he's going to be healed. So he's going to fake a resurrection. It's either a faked resurrection or a real one by Satan, right? And then they're going to, it says, and they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they, so they're worshiping Satan there. And they worship the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months, which is three and a half years. Um, and this also links back to Second Thessalonians 2, where it says that the Antichrist has to appear first before the rapture, right? The Antichrist will come and declare himself to be God, right? So this here is saying that people are going to worship him as God. And that's what these blasphemies are. He's going to He's declaring himself God here. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So he's going to make war with the saints. He's going. That's, that's the fifth seal persecutions from Revelation 6, right? So he's going to be, he will persecute Christians and he's going to succeed says here he's gonna it's gonna happen and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world so everyone will worship him except except for people who are not written in the book of life so people that are saved are, are in the book of life we're in the book of life if you're saved right so we will not worship the beast so we because we know we can't be deceived, right? The, the, the deception that even the elect, if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. Well, it says it's not possible in Matthew 24. And here it's saying it's not possible that we're going to worship the beast because we're going to know we're, we're going to know who he is. Right. Only those people who are not saved are going to worship him. So at that time, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are going to be deceived. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. That verse to me has two meanings. It says, if the Antichrist is going to lead you into captivity, he, eventually he's going to get, he himself will get punished, right? He is, if he's killing you with the sword, then he's, he's going to be killed with the sword eventually. Because God's going to come back and put a stop to it. 
but it also has another meaning where it's warning us that if we if we're going to fight back against the government right if we if we uh try to capture the government or try to like fight back with weapons or whatever against the government then we ourselves will we're gonna we're gonna end up dead right we're gonna be it's not a good idea i don't think to there's a lot of preppers today where they're saying get your guns ready you know and it's telling us here to have patience right and faith here's the patience in the face of the saints right be patient don't get your guns out exactly i i don't believe in fighting back against it preach the gospel to them right maybe they'll get saved and and let you go right you never know or you'll like jesus right when he was preaching and they tried to get him he escaped into the midst he's just mysteriously vanished or you know got away so we might we might be able to get away the same way god will protect us it said in one of those other uh, verses i covered said he will protect us during that time so because he wants the gospel to continue to be preached even though we're being persecuted right up until the return of jesus okay so uh, verse 11 i beheld another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spake as a dragon and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed so this is the false prophet this guy is called the false prophet i believe he's the pope whoever is the pope at that time is probably going to be the false prophet right um and he's gonna because the pope the pope is getting getting into like he was like making he's making buddies up with uh islam and he's doing all this ecumenical stuff right he's getting he's he's in He's getting in with all the world leaders too so he's going to be the pope's going to be involved in this one world government that they want to that the antichrist is going to head up right and he's going to have this false prophet says he, he doeth great wonder so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had the power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So this false prophet is going to bring this, this, it's like an idol, right? An image of the beast. In fact, it could be like an artificial intelligence, right? Because it's talking. It's going to be able to talk, right? And, uh, today like they're predicting that this artificial intelligence is going to get so good that your people are going to be deceived and think it's a real person there's there's an artificial intelligence robot right now who's a, who is a a citizen of Saudi Arabia they made her a they made her a citizen it's a machine right her name her name is Sophia right and Sophia the name Sophia is a mystery is comes from mystery babylon the mystery babylon religion too so it's all like it's all tied up in that so this image of the beast most likely is going to be some type of artificial intelligence you know and uh and he had power to give life unto the image okay so the next verse 16 and he causeth all both small and great rich and poor free and bond to receive a mark of their right hand or in their foreheads 
and that no man might buy or sell, save that he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. That's six six six. Right. Um, so it's the number of uh, ties into the, to the Antichrist, but uh, it's a, it's a hint. It's a hint to us, right? It's a it's a clue that we should look for that number six six six. And that number six 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 shows up a lot in, when you're looking into the Illuminati, the, the stuff that you were preaching about last week, brother Dan. The Illuminati, who controls all the banks and it controls all the government, <laughs> and you know that the number six 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 comes up a lot in relation to them. And uh, that's another one of these signs too, the mark of the beast. So yeah, that's your question. Yeah. Does the number six 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 have something to do with the devil? Well, the number six, the symbol symbolism of the number six is like the number of man. The number of God, seven is like the number of God. Like this gets into that gematria stuff that yeah. the Jews, the Jews like to do. But yeah. number six is like the number of man. So six six six. It says it is the number of a man, right? It's not the number of the devil. He is powered by the he he's empowered by Satan. So a lot of people think six 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 is the mark is the devil, representative. It's related, but it's the number of a man, right? The, the Antichrist, who is basically going to be Satan manifest in the flesh. Just just like Jesus was God manifest in the flesh, Satan wants to counterfeit everything that Jesus does. So his the Antichrist is going to be Satan himself manifest. After that head wound that he gets satan will indwell that guy and he'll be it'll be satan speaking through him as a counterfeit to the holy ghost in us right so yeah so that gets back to the mark of the beast and um very recently there's been i've been hearing about uh, microchip implants right so it says you could to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Right? So you're gonna need that. You're gonna need something in your hand, or it says forehead. Well, maybe if you don't have hands or something, they'll put it in your forehead. Um, I actually, there's some sort of technology they're working on that will actually put you put a brain chip, a brain implant. So that you'll be able to hook up to the internet through your brain, and they and they said that if you don't get that implant, you're going to be left behind because the whole world is going to be on the. You'll have be able to get instantaneous Google searches in your mind, in your brain, through this chip, right? So everyone's going to want this thing, and they're going to say, well, you better get your kid this chip, right? Otherwise, they're not going to do well in school, right? Because everyone else has it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. It's time to do homeschooling when that comes. <laughs> yeah. When we were homeschooling our kids, yeah. People would say, oh, oh yeah. You know, you're they're not being socialized. You you know you're you're right. You should let them have all. The yeah, exactly. So this will be just like that. You you know you don't you don't want them to be left behind. And then um, I just found out this week. That there's this other implant technology that they're working on called Biohacks. There's a company called Biohacks, and they have an implant, a microchip implant, right? And their technology is compatible with the current. You know where you go to the store and you tap your card to pay, the tap to pay system. 
that uses a, something called near field communications. It's the same technology that's in the new iPhones too, right? You can you can pay by putting your fingerprint on the phone, right? Just tapping it to the, holding it up near the payment system, right? And so that's the same chip. This chip is like the size of a grain of rice that goes in, in there, in, in your hand. And uh, the name of their chip is, is called the NTAG216, right? NTAG216. The number 216 is interesting because if you multiply 6 times 6 times 6, that's 216. 666, this chip, right? So this, this is, and they're hosting chip parties all over the world. They have these chip parties so you can come to their party and get your chip implanted. And then, you know, they, you can use it with current payment systems. So it's, in it's already in place, right? And uh, the other thing that's going to be linked to it is the cryptocurrencies. These cryptocurrencies, they want to replace the real They want to replace money, like dollars, the U.S. dollar or whatever, paper money. And they want a digital-only currency. And they have all these cryptocurrencies out there right now. They're called cryptocurrencies because it's all using encrypted information. It's supposed to be more secure. And um, like Bitcoin, right? And... There's experts that are saying that Bitcoin is probably going to be the world currency that's linked to the mark of the beast. Because that, because, because when that financial collapse happen, happens, they're gonna, they want to crash that. They want to crash the system. The elite, they want to crash the system so they can bring in the one world government and the one world currency. And it's going to be something like Bitcoin. And um, this guy called the Dollar Vigilante on YouTube said he was at a conference a few days ago. He said he invested in Bitcoin because he recognized it will become the mark of the beast currency. So he knew it would go up in value back in like 10 years ago when, it, when Bitcoin started up. And he's made a lot of money off of Bitcoin, right? So there's a lot of people investing in Bitcoin because they, they think it's going to go, it's going to skyrocket once the stock market crashes because it's going to be the, the one world currency again and uh, we also have, there's also a couple of stories about Africa is looking for a cashless economy recently and in India the Supreme Court ruled a biometric ID is constitutional so it's legal in India to use a biometric ID like a fingerprint or even like a chip implant ID as ID right so it'll be legal. So this is going to go all over the world, right? The whole world is working on this stuff. So it's going to, that's one of the main signs that tells us we're near the end because everything's in place. They could bring that market. If the stock market crashes tomorrow, it, they can bring it in, right? They can bring in pretty quickly because it's, it's compatible with all the current systems in place, right? So there's not that many people. There's not that many stores now where you can't just tap to pay, right? So it's going to be very easy to put it in. All right, so there's some other signs. I'm, I'm looking at a list of signs, right? Someone posted on YouTube. So there's a... still have time. Um, there was a, a, a one-world religion, right? There's going to be a one-world religion. This false prophet here is going to head up this one-world religion. The Pope 
said that Jews, Catholics, and Muslims all have the same father, right? He's, that's the Pope is getting in with the Jews and the Muslims. He said they all worship the same God, right? So they look, they want a one-world religion, right? So they want, and it's going to be like the Catholic Church wants to be that one-world religion, and the Muslims, and he's telling the Muslims that they're all worshiping the same one. Well, I mean, they're they're all they're all worshiping a false gospel, right? So they all do have the same father, and that's Satan. They're, that they're in, because they're into idolatry, the Catholic Church. And you know what's behind idols is devils, right? Satan, right? So they are, they all have the same father, their father, the devil, right? So that, you know, the one world religion is going to be worshiping Satan. And uh, number, f the next one, um, there's also the, the third temple has to be built, right? Because the Antichrist is going to sit in the third temple and declare himself to be God, right? But that third temple in Jerusalem has not been built. But the, there's the, the Temple Institute said that everything, they have everything that's in place, right? All they have to do is build the temple itself. They have all the equipment they need to start sacrificing. It probably would only take them a, a couple of months to build this temple. And they, might, and they might even compromise and build something small to start with just so they can start doing their sacrifices that they want to do. Right, and that ties into the abomination of desolation as well, right? So if I go to Daniel, let's get back to the... I wanted to go to Daniel 9. Daniel 9, verse 27. Verse 26, the last half of verse 26. Well, let's do all of verse 26. After three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. That, this is, that's talking about Jesus being crucified. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. That happened in A.D. 70. The prince that shall come is the Antichrist. The people of the prince that shall come, that was the Roman Empire. So that's why people think that the Antichrist is kind of going to come out of the, uh, the like <clears throat> the European, the European Union or something, um, or from the Western world or something like that. He shall cause the. So in, in uh, 27 says, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. That's called the abomination of desolation. And it's related to in Revelation 13 with the image of the beast, right, where it speaks. I believe they're going to put the, the idol, that image of the beast, in the temple, right, and people are going to be worshiping that idol in the actual temple of God and that's really going to that's going to incur the wrath of God even worse right because so, God the worst thing he hates is people idolatry and even worse than that would be idolatry in the temple right in the holy of holies where God the presence of God would go into the ark of the covenant if they put an idol in there that's going to be like one of the ultimate things that Satan is going to do right against God as a sign of defiance. So the the one week it says that the weeks here is uh, they're weeks of years, right? So it's actually 
a one week is talking about seven years, right? So there's going to be some sort of covenant for one for seven years, a seven-year agreement of some sort, and maybe a peace agreement or an agreement to form a world government or something like that that's going to last for seven years. And then in the middle of that, three and a half years in, is when he's going to stop the sacrifice going on in Jerusalem. So it has to be up and running for a while before then he comes in, the Antichrist will come in and take over the temple and set up the abomination of desolation, right? So that, so this third temple has to be built before any of that can happen. But everything's in place. All they have to do is build it, they say. And they posted a video in July saying, it was like a little teaser saying, the people are ready. Are you? So they're ready. They say they're ready. Are you ready? Right? Another sign is, is this financial collapse, right? The U.S. economy is collapsing. Even people who were saying it wasn't going to collapse have just recently changed their mind and say, they're saying that the stock market is going to collapse and that there's nothing they can do about it. There was a guy on Fox Business, Peter Schiff, I think his name is. I saw a video from him just from October 30th, I think he was on there, saying that um, if the Fed, the Fed, the Federal Reserve is going to raise rate the interest rate in December, in, a few, in like a month, right? And he says they know that when that happens, the market is going to crash, right? And he said there's nothing they can do. The Fed is going to raise the rates. So they said there's nothing they can do about it. And there's a lot of people on YouTube now that are saying the same thing. And these guys are not just, you know, crazy conspiracy theorists. These are like financial guys that are like day traders. There's this guy, uh, Gregory Manorino. He's a day trader. He, but he knows about the elite, right? He's a Christian, but he's a day trader. So he play, he makes his money off the, the stock market, trade, trading on the stock market. And uh, he's recently, a couple weeks ago, he said, a few weeks ago, he said that, no, no, they're not going to crash the system. They're not going to crash it after all, right? We thought they were going to crash it. They're not going to crash it. But then just like, I think it was Friday night, he posted a video saying, nope, um, if you're in the middle class, you're in big trouble, right? It's coming, he's saying. And there's nothing that can stop it. That's what they're saying now, right? So this crash is going to happen they think within the next, maybe in the next few months, right? Uh, it has to crash, otherwise people won't accept a one-world government so, or a one-world uh, currency. And uh, there's also this trade war going on, where China wants to make their currency the global currency, right? So there's a there's a lot of war. There's a trade war with China going on right now that might cause the U.S. dollar to collapse if people go to China for the for their currency instead of the US dollar US dollar will collapse and cause that'll cause a financial crisis as well and uh, another sign here the wealthy are all preparing for a global catastrophe they're going they're built there's so many of these bunkers being built right these uh, doomsday bunkers that, you, that the rich people are buy, are buying into there's a lot of these uh, places on the internet in, uh, in Revelation 6, 6.16, right? Or 6.15, the kings of the earth and the great men, the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and the rocks of the mountains. They're hiding in the rocks and dens of the mountains. So these bunkers are being built underground in a lot of places, in the mountains and other places, right? 
So I think that verse there is telling us there's all these rich people are going to head to the bunkers to try and get away from the wrath of God, right, when he, when he comes back. And uh, they're not going to be, it's not going to work. They're, they can't escape, right? But they're, gonna, but they're buying into these bunkers today, like today. All these rich people, they've got these, like, it's like a condo under the underground, like, complex, like a rich place where they have all the amenities and they got, they're got they going to have power and food and all that. They're, they think they're going to ride out the, they're going to ride everything out under their underground, right? While everything else, all the, the middle class have to fend for themselves on, on top, right? So they're all prepping for that. The, the, the rich people are prepping. And, uh, oh, the, and relating to the Antichrist, the rabbis in Israel are saying that the Messiah is already here. He just hasn't been revealed yet. So there's a lot of rabbis, and their Messiah, what they think is the Messiah, is going to be the Antichrist. Because Jesus said he came in his own name, and they didn't receive him, but someone will come in his name, and they'll receive him. So... Their Messiah is the Antichrist, right? So they're going to worship a false, false Christ, and so they're they're saying it's, he's here already. They, so some rabbi in Israel thinks they know who it is, but this hasn't been revealed yet. So we don't know. We don't know if that's true or not. But uh, people are believing it. And I mentioned before, there's a lot of different situations with North Korea, Russia, China, and the Middle East, any of which could trigger World War III, right? Which mentioned in, sec- in the second seal of Revelation 6, 6-4, uh, where it's talking about wars and wars and rumors of wars and such as well. Um, so going back to, almost done now, Mark chapter 13. I'm going to go back to Mark 13 again. Thirteen thirty-seven. This is the end of the chapter. Well, let's, I'm going to do verse 35 watch ye therefore for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping and what I say unto you I say unto all watch so we're he's saying on Jesus saying everyone should be watching for these signs that are coming we we don't want to be surprised about what's going on so we need that's why I you know I watch what's going on. I don't watch the news on TV because they lie to you a lot. I will, I'll look in YouTube. I'll look on the Internet. you got to weed out some of the crazies, right, because there's a lot of false information out there. But if you find some of these guys that are, they seem to know what they're talking about, those are the ones I'm listening to. And then Luke 21, there's also a warning in there, Luke 21, at the end of that chapter. Verse 34, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that day come upon you unawares. 
for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. So he's saying, you know, don't be caught up with the cares of the world. Otherwise, if you are, if you're not watching, you're you're going out part. And it said, as in those days, it'll be as the days of Noah, where they're just, you know, going about their everyday lives, and then suddenly, things will happen. Things are going to happen, right? And we know it happens after the tribulation, but we don't know exactly when after the tribulation that's going to be when Jesus returns. But we know those certain signs, like the abomination of desolation, will happen first, and then, you know, and we got the the big sign, the sun and moon being darkened. That's the big sign when he's going to. So when that happens. That's why it says, when those things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Right? So, and then, um, I'm not here to, like, scare anybody, right? I don't want to scare anybody, but we do need to, we should We should know what's coming. But the Bible says here in 2 Timothy 1, uh, verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We don't have the spirit of fear, right? So we're not to be afraid of any of these things. We know what's happening. We're, we got, so we can be prepared, right, for when that time comes. So no need to be afraid. And uh, it also says, I don't have the verse, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. We're not to worry about where we gonna, what food we're going to eat, what clothing we're going to have. Just trust in the Lord. And in Romans 13, 11, And that, knowing the time, that it is now high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So another warning there to watch and not be caught up with the cares of the world. And now it is high time to awake out of sleep because our salvation is nearer than when we believed. Every day it's nearer, right? So it's not going to, it's getting there, it's getting nearer every day. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but. You know, judging from some of the signs I'm seeing, it's, it, could, it could happen any time, right? So, and that's, um, that's all I have. And I'll end with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for, all, for your word and, and your perfect word, the King James Bible. And we thank you that it warns us of things that are going to come. And it tells us what we need to be doing in these last days so that we can prepare everybody and we thank you for everyone that came out today and we 
hope that you bless them and uh, and you know so that they they can be forewarned and so they can expect you know when you're going to be coming back and um, just bless this whole congregation in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Brother Dan. Well, I agree with the fact that it's not him coming to scare people, but I would think that the truth, uh, it scares me, to tell you the truth. And it's, it's scare, it scares me um, in the sense that when I think about the time, if I'm still alive, when, when these things happen, specifically when, when uh, I am faced with a decision, and that decision is... You take this mark, or you can't buy yourself. And what that is is basically you're you have to make a choice. Uh, you're either going to take the mark so that you can buy and sell and eat and survive, which you know is not a bad thing. I mean, we all have to eat, we all have to live, right? But the Bible says, what profiteth a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And, and just, just think about it, folks, because, you know, if you're sitting here thinking about what was said, and you're kind of like, ah, la-di-da-di-da, you know what? That's why it says, wake up. Wake up. Now think about it. In the beginning, God put Adam and Eve in the garden. And they had everything. They didn't have to buy and like you know they didn't they didn't need money. They didn't need gold. They didn't need paper, right? And then as men began to multiply, nations, right? What did how did they survive? Well, they worked. They tilled the ground. They had animals. They ate. But how did they trade with one another? Well, this guy had a cow. And this guy had a pig, and he wanted the pig, and he wanted the cow, and they traded. Right? See, one, one of the things I thought about was we can still do that. Like, if you got something, like, you know, if you have something that I like, and I say, hey, Finder, I really like what you have. And you said, well, I'll give it to you, but what do you got? Right? And then I give you something. It's called the barter system. And as Brother Mike was pointing out what the scriptures say about this time, you see what the, I think the key point, I don't know if you said it or not, but what's, what's going to be different about this time is it's going to be illegal to do that. Like, it's got to a point now where uh, we have a card, we can tap, we can, you know, but we can still legally uh, exchange barter, right? But I believe in that time, it will be illegal to do that. Yeah. Like you, you will not have a choice. You will have to either take that mark or not. And if you don't take it, you'll have to survive somehow. Men, and, men are actually surviving out of, off the grid now. But they're not being put in jail because they're still allowed to do it, right? But when when Satan takes control of the whole world, I mean, there will be a law that says you can't do anything without going through our system. 
And so it scares me in my flesh because, you know, it's going to be a tough decision. But the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And what do I fear more? Going to hell or temporary, temporarily being able to buy and sell? Right? That's a... It's uh, it's coming. It's coming. And you know what? A lot of people, they escape countries that are a little bit like what Brother Mike described in the scriptures. There's tribulation. There's famine. And it happens in nations. And some people have come to the West to escape those tribulations. But you know what? It's coming here, too. It's going to come here too, to Canada and the United States one day. So if you think that you've escaped the tribulation and famines and you think your life, you know, you got it made now in the West, sorry to disappoint you, but it's going to happen worldwide. And if you're not saved, if you're not born again, you know what? You're going to take the mark. You're going to put more importance on feeding your flesh and being comfortable than pleasing the Lord. That's the bottom line. Sorry to say it, but that's the truth. So a message like that is preached to warn the Christians, to warn lost people. If there's someone here sitting here and they don't know the Lord, uh, that's what's going to happen. And the wrath, the Bible says, he who hath the Son hath life, and he who hath not the Son hath not life, hath not life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So I hope and pray that every one of you have escaped the wrath of God by calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that you're saved. Amen.